When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. We're finally back in the winner's lounge, Yay! everybody! Bulls beat the Miami Heat 113-103 is the final. That's another road win against the Miami Heat. Wild. We're here to talk about it. Y'all are here to talk about it. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. Mark K-M-K Hoops on the Twitter machine. Our pal and producer, Joyce Bathers, at Joyce Bathers. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Gentlemen. Yes. Preface this entire postgame show by saying the Miami Heat threw out some scrubby dubbies tonight. Facts. No Jimmy. No Gabe Vincent, no Kyle Lowry, no mm-hmm. Caleb Martin. They did have Hero and Bam out there. Mm-hmm. But if it were any result other than a win tonight, whoo, hats would be flying. Oh. I may have actually walked out. The Bulls <laughs> did not find a way to win this game. They found a way to win this game. Do we overreact and say that this one game can change everything from the danger and doom we discussed in pregame, Dave? Or is it, okay, one game... Let's see if we can win the second half of the back-to-back tomorrow night. Yeah, that second part. Uh, you won a game. That's all I wanted to do. You just win a game. You needed this. The I mean, needed this win. Like you said, you would have walked out. Well, Joey would have been doing this show by himself because I probably would have been right <laughs> with you. I don't even think Mark would have been here. Came on. Mark <laughs> wouldn't have came on. <laughs> like, like, man, dude, it would have it been tough. Um, but they needed – this win. You needed winning because winning, as I say, always cures all. I don't care who you were playing. I don't care if the Jamaica Saints. I don't care. You play and you have to get this victory. And the way they got the victory, they didn't stumble and fall back into it, Mark. They came out from the beginning with a proper game plan, knowing exactly what they wanted to do and executed it very well. Um, timely defensive stops by the Bulls in this also. I thought they did a great job on both sides of the floor. Uh, I cried about three-point shooting, <laughs> and they gave me some three-point shooting, uh, I believe, 42%. Yep, 13-31. From, from, yes, that is awesome, which makes them now 9-2 and two overall when they shoot over 40%. Um, yeah, I, I just really loved the game they played. They, they looked like a cohesive team. Uh, I get it. The Heat didn't have everybody out there. I understand it. But I've seen the Bulls lose these games where other teams were sitting out their players. We just saw it when they gave up 150 points <laughs> to Minnesota, who didn't have Gobert or Cat out there. So I don't want to hear that right now. I just want to hear that, yes, the Bulls finally got a victory, and it was much needed, Marquet. It was. It was, and uh, whilst I certainly preferred watching this than a loss, I'm trying to pass how I should feel about this in the context of the larger scheme of things. Like before the game, obviously the noise. I like even if the the, the team weren't at, at each other right now, even if guys weren't yelling at Levine or there was people yelling at halftime and post game, whatever the situation may be. Like ultimately, this team is still six, maybe seven games under 500. So. We've seen them do this before where they've had really good performances against good teams. The Heat are an okay team right now, but we've seen the Bulls play with this sort of level of intent against the Celtics, against the Bucks, other teams as well. So 
Like this isn't new from that standpoint. And yes, it's nice to see them get this type of resounding win after all the, you know, off-court nonsense that we've had to sort of pass through over the last 24 hours. But at the same time, like we're still in the same spot, right? Like we're still six games under 500. This team isn't in the playing situation. They've got a game tomorrow. They've got games coming up against the Bucks and the Cavs in a back-to-back situation before we close 2022. So whilst it's okay for now, whilst they did their job in this specific game, I need to see a lot, a lot more before I start to change my tune about where things have been over the last sort of week or so. So yeah, good, good on them, I guess, for getting the job done, beating a depleted Heat team. But like, this is like minimum standard stuff. So I'm personally, I'm not going to be celebrating it too much. But having said that, at the same time, we haven't had much to celebrate lately. So I kind of understand as well why people are happy sort of just rejoicing in this moment. Like both both pers- both perspectives makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, it, it was nice to see some balance. Uh, the yeah. Bulls executed offensively, getting everybody involved um, with regularity. Vooch, DeMar, and Zach all scoring 20-plus, which has been a rarity this season for yeah. your quote-unquote big three. Right. Um, but because he was a huge part of our pregame conversation and he was a huge part of our pregame conversation because of the news that was dropped today, both by national and local NBA reporters, let's start with the game we thought uh, we saw from Zach Levine tonight, gentlemen. I, I thought I saw a focused, determined Zach who was giving us better effort on defense, who was not forcing things, taking the right shots and making the right reads offensively. He finished with the team best plus 21 in the plus minus column, 21 points on seven of 13, drilled three threes. um, And it was early on that he hit his threes. He ended up being three of eight, so he kind of went cold. Did get to the free throw line a little bit, four or five from the line. We've talked about his lack of free throw attempts recently. Overall, I was like, okay, that's a decent response from Zach Levine, knowing that everything leading up to tonight's game in the world of the Bulls universe was a lot of arrows pointed at. Zach Levine. It was the six rebounds and the seven assists for me. Uh, that that's really was awesome from Zach. We know he can score. We know he can do those things. But it was that plus the plus 21 uh, that you pointed out uh, as well. Those three threes he hit early on, all of them were catch and shoot. All three. And it's what Go he figure. does best. Go figure. Give him more of this. Catch and shoot, Zach, is amazing. All right? And I... I know he knows this, <laughs> so I just want more of this, and I want to see more of that. But I, I really enjoyed the game he played because it made basketball sense tonight. Um, it wasn't too much forced. You know, he wasn't doing the silly turnover, dribble, 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 dribble. He did have thing. a couple of dumb pump fakes tonight, as I saw somebody mention in the sure. comments just now. Sure, he did. He did. He had a couple. But, again, it wasn't those dribble, 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 yeah. dribble, 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 Because with those seven assists, he only had two turnovers. So he wasn't doing that as much tonight. And I'll take those pump fakes, fine. We'll take that. But in the 36 minutes to drop the 21 that he did, and it looked smooth, and it looked regular, and you saw him smiling, actually. Uh, I saw Dragic come up to him and hug him. After the end of the first half, yeah, just like, bro, yes, this is the shit I'm talking about. Right on, man. Right on. So it's that kind of thing that I thought that kind of helped that. I'm not going to say it goes a long way into repairing whatever rift is there. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room to even speculate on something like that. But I know that it helped me in my mental uh, uh, stability to see Zach Levine be competent out there on the basketball court. And also in the fourth quarter, when I saw him starting to make those regular Zach Levine moves, Mark, when when the couple of those layups, I was like, oh, yes, that's the guy I remember. Oh, the shiftiness, the quickness, uh, uh, the ability to get to the rim and, and then put it on you one time and lay it in on the other side. Yes, that's the Zach Levine I like. That's the one I know. I enjoyed that. So I thought he did a good job of uh, filling up the stat sheet, um, going around and doing his best, getting the ball entered. Uh, in the Vooch mm-hmm. was nice, even though he had one of those turnovers was a bad entry pass <laughs> that he threw in the Vooch when he had uh, uh, Oladipo fronting him. He still tried to throw it into him. Oladipo was like, yeah, I know I'm not tall, but I'm not dumb. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we're going to get that out of here. But overall, though, uh, Marquez, I-, I thought he played a really, really good game. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And for, for me, it's less about like the box score numbers because even on bad games, there's, Zach is the kind of player who can fill up a box score. Like last game, he had 22 and 6, I think, off, off memory. But I think we can all agree that he wasn't good against the Timberwolves last time. So whilst it's nice to see good, healthy, efficient numbers, like for me, it's more, all right, show me your intent, show me your defensive rotations, those sorts of things. And I think for the most part, uh, and in addition to that, your playmaking, you referenced the seven assists, but like, when he's doing those things, those qualitative things that maybe or well, sometimes are represented in the box score, but sometimes aren't, that's how I'm determining where Zach is at, I guess. So like the, the version of Levine that we got today versus what we saw against the Wolves, completely, completely different. 180. Maybe he needed to be yelled at by his teammates. Maybe he needed to be called out on that. So what has happened over the last 24 hours can be a productive outcome. It's going to be on him and the team to make it so. But I guess this is the first step or the good first right step in, in making sure that that occurs. But yeah, really nice game from Zach. Um, Matt, you referenced the plus 21 in the 10-point win. Like that's, in, that's really encouraging. And that, that wasn't necessarily just something that occurred late in the game when the Bulls were winning. Like that was a, a game-long thing, a theme rather. He was you know in the plus four for the majority of the game. So Zach did what he needed to do tonight. The team were generally need, did what they needed to do. But now it's just about showing us all right, is this a, a one-off? Is this just a random, you know, win that you had to have against a really weak opponent? Or is this the foundation of a, a you know, a change? I don't know. Obviously, time will tell. But uh, I need to see more. And I need to see more of what Levine did tonight to really sort of, again, start cha to change my perspective. Can I say this real quick? Um, you can say anything for however long you want. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, the play that I really enjoyed from Zach Levine, Mark, was the play when Kobe White goes up for a shot, for a layup, and he gets put on the ground, and he gets up and he hustles back to the other end uh, to get under the basket and play a little defense. You saw Duncan Robinson wide open in the corner, uh, and that pass went over to him. It didn't make it over there. Why? Because Zach Levine was reading that play the entire time, and he went over there, he snatched that ball and took it and went down the other, took the ball down on the other end. That, for me, was a huge, colossal play. Uh, for the Bulls because that was one of those five-point swing plays that the Bulls have given up a ton of uh, this season that had that potential of that right then and there. And it was taken away uh, by Zach Levine by being alert and, and, and playing really solid defense. So I, I just wanted to give him credit for that because we didn't see that in these past couple games for whatever reason. Um, we didn't see that from him. So seeing that tonight was for me was very, very encouraging and exciting. Yeah, and because of that, Dave, what what you also didn't see was Vooch turning his head back at Zach and basically saying, where were you on that defensive read? Or Dragic looking over and saying, why didn't you pass the ball to Derek Jones Jr. opening the corner like we saw against the Wolves game? Like that body language stuff, which again, you don't see in the box score, the rotational stuff that you're talking about on defense. Again, you don't see that on the box score. But like all of those indicators were really positive tonight. So again, really glad that that was the case in this one game. But now we sort of have to offset against what is happening more generally. So, uh, yeah, good first start. Uh, I, I like these comments. Our guy Flipside saying, we Gucci thanks to Vucci. Uh, <laughs> Henjo saying, nice to see the team realize that getting the ball to Vooch is a good thing. Yeah. Um, caution to all the Vooch haters and the trade Voochers out there. Um, and that was another interesting piece of uh, Shams's column. One of the actual pieces of, like, you might call it news in that column about Zach that dropped earlier, primarily Zach and the Bulls rift earlier, is that he expects Vooch is moving on in free agency, which might mean the Bulls will try to trade Vooch to get something for him instead of nothing. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. But on a night like tonight, when Vooch is this team's leader in field goal attempts, not Zach, not DeMar, mm -hmm. and the ball moves around and the Bulls are scoring efficiently offensively, those people who believe that this team should run more of their offense through Vooch look like they make a lot of sense. Because, I mean, 20, 29 for Vooch, mm -hmm. 29 points on 13 of 17, yeah. and a perfect 3 of 5 Come from on. downtown. Come on. I know technically 5 of 5 from downtown would be perfectly perfect, yeah. but as far as the amount of threes you want Vooch taken and the yeah. amount you want him hitting, yeah. give me 3 of 5 every night. Like and, and they were showing how easy it can be sometimes, you know, when you've got a guy that's that skilled and that big, especially when you get that switch and you get that smaller person on them, 
the recognition. You saw DeMar DeRozan do that a couple times tonight. Like, oh, shit, that's a tiny person. Here's the basketball. Wait, this has been there the whole time? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we could have been doing this early? Like, man, you could have told me you were doing it. We could have been hanging out months ago. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke weed. You smoke weed. You doing this shit early, man. But, yeah, man, like, it was great to see that recognition from everyone on the team. Because Vooch Marquet was getting the ball from everyone. Everybody got into the act of getting the ball down, though. Like, wow, wait a minute. This all we got to do? It was like recognizing, like, wait a minute. So just give it to him? <laughs> like, I don't have to create on my own and, and swing the ball? Wait, he can pass it to and find open players? He can do all that? Yeah, he can. This is what you should be doing. More of this. Allow it and make it easy. They had a play, Marquette, within – uh, I can't believe it was the first or second quarter, but it was when the Heat were finally getting their getting uh, their feet under under themselves and you know starting to you know make this little run and Bam was you know cooking a little bit and Tyler Hero was cooking a little bit and they were starting to you know come back and kind of close the gap and it was one of those moments where the Bulls just needed a bucket and in my mind I immediately remembered all this season where that kind of moment would happen where Zach would take the ball and just go do something, or DeMar would take the ball and just go do something and try to stop the bleeding but make it worse because they would end up taking bad shots and then giving up, you know, the bad defense on the other end. This time, they came down and they immediately just threw it in the Vooch. And he just went in and he hit a ridiculous fadeaway on, on uh, Bam Adebayo and stop the bleeding just for a moment because you just needed a bucket. You didn't need a three. You didn't need anything fancy. You just needed a bucket just to stabilize the bleeding for a second and get your bearings. That's that basketball IQ shit that I'm talking about all the time. They saw they did some of that uh, tonight, Marque, and, that, and that's the stuff that got me excited. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're not you're not wrong, Dave. In anything that you just noted there, I guess where I'm going to come at it from is and a similar point here made in the comments by our guy Henry, suggesting that we've seen the Bulls do this before, where they it's not like they've gone all season not recognizing mismatches or not hitting Vooch in his you know in the post or finding him at the three point line. We have had moments throughout the season where that has happened. It just comes and goes, unfortunately. But like, is tonight an instance where it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to make this read tonight, but tomorrow against the Hawks, we're going to completely forget about it and abandon such success. So um, I feel very similar in that aspect to this game more generally about like, okay, cool. This is good. This is what I liked seeing tonight. This is what I hope to see carry over. This is the freaking template, but will you actually do it? So yeah, it's an interesting one, but obviously it's, it's a lot easier for to, to keep going to Vooch and maybe these guys are more willing to go to Vooch given the fact that he shot 77% from the free, from the field. So in that sense, maybe they were more actively looking for him because he was making his shots and conversely, maybe he was making his shots because they were actively looking to him. It's a vicious circle, I suppose, in that sense. But yeah, it's just, again, like, can they continue doing this? That's what I want to see. Just do, do more of it, I guess. And that's the difference for me tonight, though, Mark, than from other nights. And again, we know who they were playing. <laughs> we mm -hmm. understand who was out yeah. there on the floor. Yeah. I don't want to lose sight of that, okay? But mm -hmm. what the difference, again, for me was, was the way they went inside to him, it didn't feel like any of it was being forced. It, was, it didn't feel like, oh, man, all right, here. Oh, okay, all right, fine, here. I'll go. No, it felt like, Vooch is good. Here's the basketball. Let me get it to you where you're comfortable. As soon as I see your hand go up, here comes the ball. Oh, you need to get it repositioned? Let's do it again then. Let's do that. that. It felt different tonight more than those other nights because, again, one of the things that show you is he led them in field goal attempts. When's the last time you seen that shit? Like, that should let, that's one of the things that let me know that. But it felt like Vooch got it anywhere he wanted it and, and any kind of style that he wanted to do. And, and you saw every single thing from him, those layups, those little push hooks, those three-pointers from the baseline, from the top of the key. It just it didn't seem, you know, clunky. Everything seemed much smoother uh, the way they did it with him tonight. And that's what gives me hope that they would continue to run something like this because I hadn't seen it this smooth uh, like they had run it before with him. Like, the other time I would see it, they would do it a few times, and then DeMar or Zach would say, all right, got it. All right, thanks. You're done. You know what I'm saying? Let's, it's our turn. Let's do our thing like that. They didn't do that. Vooch was out there all game pretty much, like, doing his thing, man. Like, when he, when he came out, 
because you told me what well, he came out in the first quarter real early, about four minute mark. He checked out with like four nineteen in the first, came back with like one and a half in the first, and then quick and then, break, and then played through, and then like basically the whole second quarter. The whole second quarter, you ain't seen that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's new. Like I have not seen that uh, from him before. So that kind of thing, Mark K, is what gave me a little more hope than it had in the past that they would continue to run something like that through him. No, look, that's all fair. And to be honest with you, Dave, I'm just happy to see you happy again, mate. So I'm not going to, you know, be, I'm not going to try to be too pessimistic about it tonight because I'm just thankful that that chair that you're sitting on is actually upright. I'm thankful <laughs> that uh, you're in a positive mood. And more generally, we as fans have our hats on at the moment. So like things are going to well for today, but um, yeah, let's just see where we're at in 24 hours. Exactly, because we know who we playing in 24 hours. Absolutely right. Um, we're going to take our first quick break here. While we are sharing words from our friends and sponsors, do us a favor and hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already. If you're watching along live with us on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure, of course, you're also subscribed to us at CHGO Sports on YouTube. Big Dave. Yo. Wintertime in Chicago. It's on the way. Power is everything. Have it. You got words for our people from Comet. It's cold as hell. <laughs> so if you're going to be inside, please make sure your heat and your electricity is right. And Comet is the place you need to go to to make sure that is correct. And with the Comet Energy Efficiency Program, they are committed to helping families and businesses in the communities save money and save energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. I'm fancy. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, Customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't you wait. No, no, no. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com. Powering biz, it's B-I-Z. And if you're ready to sign up for your facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can email them also at businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Boom. Tonight's episode of Post Game, of course, also brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Hope you all hit a parlay in that Bulls victory. This time of year, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit, but what about the basketball? What about it? When I throw down on NBA action, which is my gift to myself, mm -hmm. it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA, our official betting partner, CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 pregame on any NBA money line. And get $150 in free bets if your team wins. <laughs> Our DraftKings king of the game is Joseph. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold Let's on. Build hold up on. a little Wait, bit of surprise here. Oh, no. Finding Stop. our king of the game. It. Here it is. I should remind you also to make those fun, awesome DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlays on all the NBA action you're going to watch over the holidays. Five NBA games on Christmas Day. You can make a same-game parlay on all five of them. I know I'm going to do that. Yes, you are. There's your DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Vucci Main with 29 on 13 of 17. Oof. A monster double-double, also chipping in 12 boards, dished out two assists, mm. had a steal as well. Mm. That is your DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you download the app and sign up. I love that picture of Vooch there, Joey. Yeah, that was a good one from tonight. He looks yeah, he looks like quite uh, quite regal. Yeah, with the snarl. Very much so, man. I am king. Bow before me. That's right. <laughs> right. Although it's right. it wasn't as good as that reaction shot he had after that foul he committed. Oh, he, what? what? <laughs> man, his face was amazing, dog. Like, yeah, that was instant gift. At like Adam Amin said, he was yeah. like, somebody's gonna meme that. 
You are correct, sir. Mm-hmm. We are going to meme it, and it shall be glorious. I saw our pal uh, Stefan No had one with that video of yeah. Mooch's face. It said, when you realize that this exact date last year, the Bulls were 19 and 10. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> okay, though. Gotta win tonight. Gotta win, man. Uh, we got a super chat. Hit us up with some super chats if you feel so inclined. Awesome. Our first super chat of the night comes from Debo the Black Panther. Uh, who wants to talk more about all of the Zach and Clutch drama that we were discussing in pregame. It feels like a guy under the guidance of Clutch Sports trying uh, to play or sink his way out of Chicago after getting the bag. I hope I'm wrong, but Clutch Sports has a venomous effect on players desperate for stardom. Mm. Appreciate the super chat, Black Panther. Um, Now, look, I'll just say this and I'll toss it to you guys. (laughs) Joey. When we were talking earlier this summer, before free agency period, about what would happen, Uh whether or not the Bulls would offer Zach the max, and whether or not he would sign it, or entertain other offers from elsewhere, my theory was, Bulls offer the max, Zach is signing it. Even if he's not in love with the idea of staying around Chicago long term, Mm -hmm. even if there was any ounce of truth to some of the speculation that, like, oh, he was a little upset that DeMar came to town, and DeMar played the hero more nights than Zach did, Mm -hmm. which I didn't believe. Either way, his advice from Clutch was going to be, Bulls offering you the biggest contract, sign it. If you want to leave, hell, if you want to leave in January, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Sign the biggest contract. Yes. And that's what Zach did. Yeah. I'm not saying that that means Zach wants out right now. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that's the advice I guarantee you he got from Clutch Sports. Without a doubt. And that's the advice any good agent should tell you. (laughs) Whoever, who is giving you the most money. Who is hooking you up the best? They are? Sign that. Oh, you don't have to leave? Oh, you've already been here for four years? Yeah, continue to be right there, guy. If you want to leave, we'll figure that out down the road or have one do because I guarantee you Clutch Sports has ways to get you up out of there. I mean, the track record is nice and long. There's plenty of evidence of that from them getting players out of those contracts. But, yes, you had to sign him. It was, it was, it was, you had to do it. And I'd do it again. You signed Zach Levine. Because even if he has to get out of here, guess what? As Denzel Washington said, I'm leaving with something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm walking out of here with something. He wasn't going to walk out of here and Bulls weren't going to get anything. They were just going to let him walk. No. Now he wants to go. If he wants to leave now, I'm getting something in, in return for Zach Levine and my time for that. So, yeah, it had to be that way. He had to sign this contract. I still think, you know, he wants to be a Chicago Bull. He hasn't said anything or acted like that to the contrary. Um, so, yeah, and he, and he had a good game tonight. So, hopefully he can build on that and we can keep moving forward. Thank you for the super chat. Love the movies. Thank you very much. <laughs> Joey. I mean, w- w- would we, we be saying these things about Levine and his contract and his agency if he wasn't repped by Clutch? And, and I'm, I, I say that because, to your point, Dave, I can guarantee you Mark Bartlestein and priority sports are saying the exact same thing to Bradley Bill in his situation with the Washington Wizards. That team's going to offer you 500, 200, uh, sorry, five years, $250 million. The advice is the exact same thing. Take the freaking money. And if, well, for whatever reason, we can maneuver the situation thereafter, then, 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 then we'll do it. But you don't hear that as much with priority sports as you do with clutch for whatever reason. Maybe that's earned, maybe it's not, maybe it's justified, maybe it's not. I don't know, but it's just interesting that that is the case. But more generally, like this is what free agents do. Get the most bang for your buck, which is with your incumbent team. They can offer you more years and more more guaranteed dollars. So guys re-sign from that point of view. They let they let things play out, see where it lies, and then ultimately they make their decision from there, from there out. And like this is just the standard within this power, power employment, empowerment area, era rather. So like Zach is just doing what any other one, any other player would do in this instance. So I don't know if it's a Zach issue. I don't think it's a clutch issue more generally. But in addition to that, like we have to think about, you know, the other clutch connections the Bulls have with clutch. So they've got Lonzo on that four-year, $80 million deal. But if we think about the offseason as well, didn't didn't the Bulls and clutch in, in unison organize that Motorola patch on the, that the Bulls are wearing on their, low, uh, on their jerseys? So it kind of feels like clutch and, and the Bulls are doing business together. Uh, does that prevent the uh, does, does that prevent Clutch from eventually sort of having Levine demand his way out of Chicago? No, not necessarily. But it's, at the same time, whilst we want to sort of rag on Clutch here and say that Clutch are doing these 
quote unquote bad things or negative things from that point of view, the Bulls and Clutch are also seemingly like in the bag in a number of different ways as well. So I don't know. That's my perspective of it. I certainly had I that that thought crossed my mind as it as it did probably for everyone. But I, I don't know if it's um you know as as I don't know if the the whole situation is is that negative to the point where this is just Levine setting the setting his path out of Chicago. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm buying that conspiracy theory quite yet. That Zach and all of this and the the locker room fight and it is just one giant scheme by Zach and his representatives and his agency to get him out of town because he's not happy here. I'm, I mean, I know no. things are dark, but I ain't buying that yet. No, Lonzo's rep by Clutch Sports as well. So <clears throat> just tossing that out to y'all. Man, you know who this we haven't thing. heard from in a while? Lavar, my man. Main man. Such a shame. Main I really man. would love him to just pop his head up from wherever he's been hanging I out would. and being like, oh, don't worry. Lonzo's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. <sighs> Not I that I would believe LeVar him. Ball. Come on the show, LeVar Ball. Obviously, uh, we'd love to have you. That would be a great guy. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be a great guy. I would guess. love to just watch Mark Hay and, and Matt's head explode the entire time. That would be just LeVar? Oh, yeah. No, you can go ahead and handle that one. See what I mean? <laughs> Come on, that'd be a fun one. See what I mean? Like, dude, it would be an amazing show, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we got our pal AK with a super chat who said, glad the Bulls won. Sentiments and data, however, show Bulls are a bad team. Changes are needed at point guard that promote consistency. I don't know. Consistency sounds a lot like continuity. I don't know if... Uh, no C words tonight. Mm, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous similarity. No <laughs> More syllable words start with C when we're avoiding those tonight. Well, Mark, on what you were saying before about the clutch thing, to me what it reads as is more of a warning from clutch to be like, hey, you better clean this shit up. And if, you're, if your guy is Zach Levine and that's who you want to build around, you better make sure that Zach Levine is happy with how everything's going. You better open your fucking eyes because right now he's not. Mm. I don't think it read as like, Hey, we're out of here right now, but it was like, ah, oh, you better, you better fix some of this shit. Yeah, yeah, and and in addition to that, it's like, all right, there's probably going to be some leaks here um, from various various factions of this of this team. Maybe we, as Zach Levine's camp, whether it's Zach himself, Zach's agency, whoever, want to get on the front foot here and control the narrative. The other day, we we spoke about the Bulls themselves not coming out, or AK more generally not coming out and controlling that narrative, speaking to to the media, to fans, getting in front of these sorts of situations. Clutch are the masters at that, so. I actually credit them for that. Like if, if that's what they're doing in this instance, like laying a warning shot or just trying to clear their guy from that perspective and leaking info to, to Shams from that point of view, they're then good on them, I guess, because they, they are controlling the narrative from that standpoint. So like, that's what I want AK to be doing. So I'm not going to sit here and say AK should be doing this and then, you know, being a complete hypocrite saying Zach shouldn't do the same thing. So uh, yeah, I've got no problem with that. And I think you're right, Joey. The other thing I wanted to touch on uh, quickly tonight, gentlemen, is the fact that uh, this uh, this Billy Donovan bench rotation changed yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, more minutes for Dragic, more minutes for Kobe White in that guard rotation, and our guy Io DeSumo, just five minutes. Yeah. Now, Billy mentioned, I believe, after the loss of Minnesota Sunday, uh, he, he pointed out Dragic by name, saying he thought that he deserved some more minutes. Um and, you know, Dragic had an okay game, just kind of the vet doing his thing. He did knock down two of three threes, which is great because we know how badly this team needs that. But, you know, for the most part, just a calm presence out there. This team, like, struggles with turnovers. They had 10 first-half turnovers tonight. Um, and Kobe White, who, while taking and making threes mm – -hmm. I think being a little bit smarter, making the right reads offensively, and also, to his credit, Big Dave, you've been on this train for a while. Every time I see Kobe have a defensive possession where I'm like, hey, look, competent defense, it's a little less shocking than the last time I saw it. Kobe White is playing decent defense. That's all I'm saying. He came in with that scouting report. Like, he came in as a guy who didn't defend in college, but he's 6'5", like, yeah. long, athletic. He yeah. should be able to defend. Just, I just, wa just wanted to see the effort from him, and I started seeing that effort uh, last year. I was like, wait a minute. No, he's in the right spot. See, like, he's actually making an effort to do it. I'm not saying 
he's going to be a world beat or a stopper with that. I just wanted to see the effort. It's gotten better this year. Uh, like I mentioned, that play with Zach Levine got the steal, Marquet. Like I mentioned, Kobe White specifically first, just to show that hustle that he had to get back into and into the play. You know what I mean? And actually play some defense, like and use his body because, like you mentioned, uh, Joe, he's six five, but he's also a pretty solid build as well. So he can get in your way. You know what I'm saying? And he can upset you and agitate you uh, if he uses his body correctly. And he's been doing that, but to do it on top of actually scoring. You know what I mean? Which is your primary thing. So it's more like, it's more like 80-20 out there uh, with Kobe. I want him scoring more than I want him playing his defense, but I still want the 20%. You know what I'm saying? So, but watching him score those 14 points, and he came in firing, you know, with those threes. And that was really good to see. I thought I saw him change even in the last game against Minnesota. He came off the bench immediately firing. Immediately he was firing, getting those shots in. So to see that continue tonight, I'm like, okay, yes. Like, let's start stringing some of these together because you are the threat. You are the one threat that teams have to game plan for as far as the shooting is concerned on this team. Like, they have to be worried, you know what I'm saying, about you. And, yeah, when you're knocking them down like that, that just bodes well for the Bulls, and it makes it easier for them to run, and it spreads the floor. Like, I don't have to explain this to y'all. Y'all know basketball. So, yeah, man, like, you just want to see more of these things uh, from Kobe White. But, yes, the defense match has been on point. Yeah. As uh, Rob in the comments pointed out, Mark, Kobe didn't even foul Hero on that three-point contest. Great point. Stacey was shocked, as as were we all. <laughs> if, like, that's the one knock that you've had on Kobe defensively, yeah. even when he's been playing better man-to-man defense and better help defense on the weak side, is you got to cut it out with the fouling of the shooters. Yeah. If he can do that, he's a quality, passable to quality defensive player. That's all I want him to be. Go ahead, Marquette. Yeah, but look, I mean, even if he did foul him, like that wouldn't detract from his game tonight, for me at least. Like he got the line, five of five from the free throw line. He had 10 shots. Yes, he only made three of those shots, but eight of those shots were threes. And against a zone defense, one of the ways you can break down a zone defense is to shoot over it. Like the Bulls needed Kobe's shooting volume off the bench. He had eight threes. Zach eight, had eight threes. Those two combined had over half of the, the Bulls' attempts from the three-point line. So in that sense, Kobe does bring value. And when he brings that sort of defensive intensity that we saw tonight, in addition to that three-point shooting, and like he did tonight, getting down, downhill and getting to the rim, like he does carry some value. And to your point, Matt, like it was a notable shift that Billy had made to the rotation. And coming back to AK Super Chat 4, like the Bulls actually got good guard play tonight. Caruso was really great on defense. Uh, Dragic had a really strong game. And then we've just, we've just spoken about Kobe. So all point guard options that the Bulls had running through that spot tonight delivered something, obviously very different things, but like they all brought something. In addition to that, like we saw Derek Jones Jr. again at backup center. Andre Drummond only played in this game because Derek Jones uh, hurt his ankle and, and didn't come back into this game. So again, more adjustments from Billy from that point of view. But I mean, adjustments work when guys play well, I suppose. And, and, you know, credit to Kobe. He played a really good game, as did Dragic and, and Caruso. So from that point of view, the star guys, uh, you know, Levine, uh, Vooch, and, and DeRozan, they all had 20-plus, but I thought they were really well supported tonight by their guards. So uh, shout-out Caruso, Kobe, and, and Dragic as well more generally. Shout-out to our guy, Feces Famine, who's hanging out in the comments. Oh, uh, and Jeff Brox, who said, I just want to see if they'll maintain this inside-out passing style if and when they're down or it's a close game in the fourth, or will they revert back to hero ball? That is a good point. The Bulls did not that have to deal with yes. clutch time Correct. minutes a great point. down the stretch of this one. Um, the, the lead was kind of bouncing somewhere between 10 and 20 for mm -hmm. most of that fourth quarter. Um, so they should just do that then. <laughs> just avoid clutch time yeah, altogether? Yeah, just, just avoid it altogether. Yeah, just be up by 10 and 20 and we ain't got to worry about it. It makes things easier. Yeah. I mean, I did – like that That second quarter was ugly. Yeah. Ugly. What do they go, like six and a half minutes without a freaking point? Yeah, lost the lead and everything. At one point? Yeah. That's usually sometimes what we would see in uh, the first quarter. You know, out of the gate this season, the Bulls have had these terrible starts and then they got to dig themselves back. Mm. The Bulls came into the second quarter with a 10-point lead – that evaporated immediately, and then all of a sudden they have to kind of recover. I thought they did a decent job of recovering and just recovering by stringing together stops mm. and cutting down on the turnovers. The yeah. second quarter was a turnover fest. They kicked that out in the third quarter. Yeah, and you, and you real quick, you mentioned uh, uh, Dragic and, and Io in a minute switch, switch on that. Uh, also, I have to 
keep in mind that, you know, they were playing Miami. So Dragic is going to get more tick, you know what I'm saying, in Miami than, than Iowa would. And rightfully so, because in that first game, he was cooking, you yeah. know. And so in this one, like you, you mentioned, like he was very stabilizing. And, you know, he did a very solid job uh, coming in off the bench, man. Just those eight points, those two assists, but those two threes is, is like you mentioned, Matt, really what did it. I don't know if it would continue to be like that for Io, even though we didn't see much a lot of him uh, in the Minnesota game uh, like that as well. I, it's going to be interesting playing those Knicks uh, doing it like this. Um, that's that's really what I'm interested to see because I think the adjustments were, were simpler tonight. Uh, I should say uh, simpler to make because of, you know, the opponent you were playing and you knew who wasn't going to be out there. So you don't have to worry about certain things so, you know, you can get away with certain stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that's kind of what Marquez is talking why he's not really getting so high or so low on – so high up on, you know, getting this win. You know what I'm saying? Like you – kind of playing with house money a little bit. You know what I'm saying? When you got these guys like that. But that's where it's going to be at tomorrow uh, when you play those Knicks and you know that Tibbs is game plan king. That's what he does. So showing something different, though, is why I was excited about it. They showed me something different tonight and showed me they can stick to an actual game plan. And when things go bad, they just don't revert back to doing whatever they want to do. And that was the key because when things started going bad, like you said, 10 turnovers, it's not good. In, in, in the heads, ain't good in the quarter. And then when they lost the lead, I was so used to the Bulls just reverting back to doing whatever they wanted that I was ready for it, you know? Like, all right, DeMar's going to start shooting. Zach's going to turn it over. And here we go. Let me just enjoy my shrimp burrito and chill out. But it, it wasn't any of that. Um, they kept playing solid defense, and they stayed involved, and they stayed trying to go inside and get points. You know what I mean? It wasn't about getting it all back in one shot. Uh, and so I like that. So hopefully they continue with that uh, when they play the Knicks. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Knicks. Uh, 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 Atlanta. On deck Thank tomorrow. you. Yeah. When they play the Hawks. Um, so hopefully when they play them, you know, they, they won't be reverting back to those old ways. You know, so right. that's why I'm happy, Marque, this is a back-to-back that they're playing because they don't have time to sit and think about it. You got to be on the plane and you got to get down to the next one and get to it. Yeah, I mean, they've got the Hawks tomorrow, but Dave, they do have the Knicks on, on Friday, I think right. it is, if I'm not mistaken. So the, the, they've got they got them coming up soon anyway. Two teams that they saw last week, two teams that they got L's against. So yeah, like the, we'll see how this team plays. But like what was really indicative to me tonight was the rotation and how tightened it was. So, I mean, Billy played 10 guys, but like I said, Drummond only played because Derek Jones Jr. got hurt right. and Io barely played. So Billy effectively was really going with an eight-man rotation, which again is not something we've seen much of this season. And when a team really, sorry, when a coach really hones in on his rotation, limits it to eight guys, that's a pretty strong message saying, well, well one, I, I, I don't trust everyone on my roster. I need to really tighten this thing up because we need to be playing our main guys as many minutes as possible. I don't want to be going deep into my bench and having my second unit run with guys who just aren't giving me enough. And currently, unfortunately, that's kind of, kind of where it's at with Io. Whether that's the injury contributing to it, the fact that he's missed games or missed a game or two because of the injury, or just more generally, he just doesn't have it right now. Like Io has kind of been slumping if we're being fair about it. So I think Billy was right in his decision tonight. It's going to be interesting to see how that rotation changes tomorrow against like Trey Hawk. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Trey Hawk, Trey Young against the Hawks. Like, does Io come back into the rotation given that you need that defense against someone like Trey Young? You like, obviously got Caruso starting. But, you know, with DeJounte Murray's back as well this time around, like this is something that the Bulls didn't have last time they faced the Hawks. Does Io come back into the rotation because of this, the defensive requirements needed, and maybe does Dragic play less? So I think this kind of thing is a game-to-game scenario at the moment, as it should be, as Billy's sort of searching for things. But I guess it's on the guys to really provide him with answers. And, and like I said before, Kobe, Dragic, and Caruso gave him that. What happens tomorrow remains to be seen. But uh, let, let, let's see what happens. We're going to take one more quick break here while we're doing that. Hit that thumbs up button. Also, we got a pull out there right now from our producer, Joey, asking y'all, do you think the Bulls can keep this up and beat the Hawks tomorrow? Cast your vote. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit it. Big Dave, tell the people, or ask the people, or ask Joey, ask whoever. Yeah, I will ask Joey. Joey, what time is it? Game time. Who? (laughs) I like how he sings it. Game time. (laughs) Yes, sir. Because Game Time is the hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never cut out? That 50 yard line of courtside behind home plate, floor seats at the concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. 
biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought that you could never, ever buy. You will not find better deals this season to go see the beloved Chicago Bulls. And just like here at CHGO, created by the fans and for the fans. That's what game time is. <laughs> yes. And it guarantees you the lowest price possible. Oh, so if you love CHGO, Joey. And we know you do. Uh, then you will love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join the 15 million people plus who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats on all your favorite events. Because Matt Peck, what time is it? Game Time! Who? That's mm. who? Yes. Mm. In the chest, Joey. <laughs> Uh, so that's, you know, I know you guys kind of just touched on this before the break. As far as who the Bulls have tomorrow, I, I still haven't shaken off that loss to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That BS yeah. out of bounds play. Yeah. I want revenge, mm. but does Billy stick with the guard rotation he had tonight, or does he give the young man Ayo Desumu a bit more tick because of what we know we've seen Ayo be able to do against Trey Young? In that Bulls Hawks game last week, Trey was not shooting the ball well. He did get uh, a lot of his teammates involved. I think he had double-digit assists in that game. And then he had that ridiculous dagger three at the end. Yeah, he did. Or what could have been the dagger three before tomorrow's free throws. What do we think Billy does tomorrow? Does he give Io a bit more run between the Trey Young factor and the yeah. fact that it's the second night of a back-to-back and yeah. Io basically had the night off tonight? Yeah. Or does he stick with what worked tonight? And I, I think that's what Marquette was uh, talking about. Um and and to an, but to answer yes, I, I think you definitely see Io. I don't think there's any doubt you see him um, when you see his best games come against Trey Young and how Trey Young absolutely despises Io Desumu when he sees him out there on the court. Because remember in the last game he got cooking when Io left the game. That's when he got cooking when Io was because he what, was he zero for six, zero for seven when when Io was out there uh, defending him. Not not his primary defender the entire time, but mm-hmm. when Io got he was he was making life miserable. For that young man. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited to get him back out there, hopefully playing for that full game, Mark, uh, going against Trey Young because they're going to need all hands on deck, man, because I'm, I'm sure that taste is still in their mouth, just like it's in the taste is in uh, Matt's mouth right now, too. Yeah, and look, a lot of it's going to come down to how, you know, how, how Zach guards. So, I'm ex- obviously, we should expect, you know, the, the Hawks to start training DeJounte. Uh, Zach's going to have to guard one of those guys. Presumably, uh, I assume he's going to get DeJounte in that matchup. Certainly won't be DeMar De- uh, De- guarding DeJounte Murray. And I'm assuming Pat will take De- DeAndre Hunter from that point of view. So, uh, Pat, uh, sorry, Zach needs to guard up on one of these guys. So if Zach is playing good defense, as we saw like tonight, or respectable defense, then you maybe have less of a reason to to, to lean on Io, and maybe you can play Kobe in in those minutes that Zach's off the bench. And if Kobe plays with that defensive intensity that we saw tonight, then maybe again Billy stays with the current rotation. But if one of those guys, or maybe both of those guys, don't bring that same level of defensive activity, then that's when you'll probably see Io start to get more minutes. Um, and but having said that, I mean maybe just like I said. Maybe Billy just flips this entire thing and says, well, sorry, Goran. Sorry, Kobe. You're not playing as much tonight. I need Io for defensive reasons. Maybe you come back into the frame more against the Knicks on Friday. But for this game tomorrow against the Hawks, I need Io. I, I don't know what the answer to what that will be, but I, I, a lot of it will be determined by, you know, what the guys in front of Io are doing, what Levine and, and Kobe are doing, and even Dragic are doing defensively. Uh, Anthony in the comments said, as long as DJJ doesn't play tomorrow. Well, Damn. so... He left tonight's game with a sprained ankle. That's yeah. why Drummond got some tick. But until the sprained ankle for DJJ happened, it looked like Drummond was on his way to another DNP. Yeah, got that right. So, you know, we'll see if we get any update on DJJ tonight mm. or th- <clears throat> tomorrow before the game. But mm. what, what what do you got against DJJ, Anthony? Yeah, he's, he's, he's been having really good games. I thought he's been active, year. you know. Yeah, he's he was also really good points. against the Hawks in that last game yeah. down the stretch. No, he's been double-digit in points these last few, so <clears throat> he's been solid, man. Um, and maybe, maybe Billy can get away with going small tomorrow if the, the ankle isn't a big deal with Derek. Cause I did see a Hawks injury update from our guy, Chuck Swirsky earlier today Swirsk. before tonight's game. Capella out. 
mm. tomorrow mm. for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, he didn't because he was out the last, uh, the most recent game against Orlando. He didn't play in that one either. So, and he so, was a problem. Bulls, Bulls, <laughs> he was given definitely a problem. Another little bit of a gift as far as their opponents' availability. Oh man, it's just the holidays, like tonight, holiday season. Can you? Please seize the opportunity yes. when they are given to you. And yes, Shaq, these are the Cherry 11, just to tell you. I see you asking. Yes, they are, sir. And I'm very, very proud of them. You will not see them again for a very long time. I promise you that. Shaq 2.0, <laughs> Mark K does not perform on request <laughs> as an Australian Outback guy, okay? but I do He that. doesn't have to say the word crikey if he doesn't want to. Got that right. No matter how much we want him to, <laughs> he doesn't have to say it. Oh, <laughs> but you know, right, what I I'm going to read Adrian's like comment here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read Adrian's comment because he keeps sure. he keeps writing it over the over the course of the episode. The okay. same, same exact thing. So we'll just yeah. We'll I tend to not read this. the ones that are copy and pasted Correct. a million times because yes, they bug me. This team needs a picker direction if they don't want to go. Young, you need to retool the big three, DeMar and AC and the Portland pick for Wiggins. Not sure why the Warriors would do that. Um, and Vooch for Pirtle slash P. Will and Vooch for Miles Turner. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how realistic any of these are really. And I think if you're trading these pieces, you're probably looking to get younger guys, less established guys, and draft compensation. But thank you for watching. Isn't it, thank you for watching. Isn't it a shame how uh, trades have to work both ways instead of just our way? Mm. We do have a couple more Cam Reddish mock trades. I've never seen a player this linked to the fan base where there hasn't been like actual like. It's not like Shams has come out and said like Bulls interested in Cam Reddish. It's just for some reason they every want, Bulls fan yeah. wants Cam Reddish. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I know one thing that I do want. Yeah. What do you want? I want one thing. Wait. Oh. Do you, do you want to award the goon of the night? Because we're almost out of time. You know I want to hand it out. Joey, can you hit me with the graphic I'm one time? I called that guy. Yes, <laughs> there it is, Joseph. That's it right there. We are handing it right on out, baby. Goon of the night. Very excited. I don't even remember how to do this. I mean, I know you know how to do this. <laughs> I remember it very well. So we hand it out to a player who is... You know, Supreme and their goondom doing uh, things on the floor that might not necessarily be reflected in the box score, but reflected in your heart. Because the goon always does the dirty work. And Matt loves a goon. All Matt's favorite players, all goons, I promise you. So, Matt, you, sir, who do you feel should be goon of the night? Man. Uh, so many to choose from. There are. Take your time. There are. Plenty up there. They all contributed to this mm. Bulls victory. Look at the focus. He's in there. Intense. He's intense, Mark. Mike. You know what? He's intense. I'm, I'm giving it to Kobe tonight. He's giving, I'm it, giving to it to Kobe. Kobe. Explain. There were multiple times tonight where I was watching a play and I was like, was that Kobe who just did that? <laughs> Holy crap, it was. <laughs> all right, Kobe. Way to go, Kobe. <laughs> Which is not something I'm super accustomed to. Yeah. But it's growing on me. Yeah. And I like when Kobe has those moments where he shows me that he can be a NBA level player mm. who's capable of doing multiple things yeah. for the good of the team. Yes. And it wasn't one play in particular tonight. It was Kobe just coming off the bench and being a useful basketball player. Mm. I liked it. And he's a magoon tonight. Mm. I dig it. Mark Hay, I know, I know you struggle because you haven't gotten a, a goon of the night all season long. It's all right. I still love you very, very much. Uh, but who is your goon of the night, sir? Yeah, look, if it was up to me, mate, I think Caruso would be my goon of the night mm. every single night. But mm. uh, I'm trying to channel what Big Dave would be thinking in this scenario. And I do know that Big Dave is a Kobe White fan. So I'm thinking very similarly to this one. So to Matthew in this one, but crikey, this is a tough decision. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say Kobe White. I'm going to say Kobe White. I'm going to go out there. That, that play that we referenced before where Kobe went in for that strong drive, got put on his ass, and then still made his way, way back down on defense and hustled that back into that defensive possession to help force that steal. Like that's a non-typical Kobe play. But more generally, like that's a very goonish play. That's that's you putting your body on the line in successive possessions. Like on that defensive play, Kobe got put into the stands. 
Yeah. Zach made the steal, but Kobe was still recovering on the baseline, uh, like when he went for the shot, but also when he got hit on the on, on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Dave's gonna play into his instincts here and say it's Kobe White. But I mean, you mentioned Caruso and wanting to give it to him every night. SP saying Caruso yeah. needs permanent good of the night designation. <laughs> that one up. steal Caruso had, where he just stole the baseline inbound pass, tapped it up, and then tapped, tapped it back it, over his head to Demar, dude. That was some goon level shit. It was. I had to see a replay of it because I was like, <laughs> what just happened here? Oh, man. Well, goon of the night, guys, is going to somebody who I honestly haven't given it to. Billy Donovan gets oh! goon of the night. Oh, Let me explain to you why. Oh, Billy yeah, Donovan was in his goon bag tonight. In that fourth quarter, when the game was done, finished, when the Heat brought in, they, they waved the white flag, brought in their players, Billy said, get your asses back out there on the floor. I don't care. All of y'all, the entire starting five on the floor, you're finishing the game. Back to back my ass. I know You know we just had to deal with? You know, Did you not hear Big Dave yelling? Do you know what was just going on? No. He put them out there, and he made them play the entire fourth quarter, dog. That was some goon shit Billy pulled tonight. Of course, along with telling Drummond again that you're not playing here tonight, go ahead and have a seat. So it, I enjoyed Billy's coaching tonight. I enjoyed everything Dude. he did tonight. I enjoyed his adjustments. I enjoyed his rotations. I thought he did everything correct. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love anything more than that. That was goon shit by Billy by making them stay out mm. there and finish the game. It really truly Big was. Big Dave with the pro wrestling plot twist. I pa love Pack, I've realized if we just listen to Big Dave throughout the game, he drops hints as to who he is feeling for goon of the night. Like at the end, you were going you were going wild that Billy wasn't putting in any of the subs. Like this is true. If we paid closer attention, we could have like I'm gonna start picking up on some of those hints. I hope so, right. maybe. Well, Mark Hay isn't here. Yeah. He isn't present hey, to not that fit. information. It's so, not fair to Marquette. So that's I not agree. fair. You know what I'm saying? The Marquette getting it. Man. You're earning some new nicknames. Quentin Tarantino with the twists. <laughs> yeah, like Dave Knight Shyamalan I told you it could be anybody, man. It could be I mean, anybody. But Billy deserved it. Billy was on his goon stuff tonight, he, man. I he really could have. He could have pulled his guy. He could have. Because Miami was you, – you mentioned the white flag. Yeah. They were pulling their scrubs for the scrubs scrub-a-dub-dubs. <laughs> right, Exactly. Scrubs for the super scrubs. You're right. Yeah, he was They were like, pulling Hightower for whoever, <laughs> that, whoever else they had. He was like, so. nope, DeMar, Zach, Vooch, Caruso. Who the hell is that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was Sunday. Yes. Oh, man. But that would I, I love Billy. Me. I love Billy tonight, and I appreciate him for that. Dude. Because the, that the, is the equivalent of the running The fire laps. Billy faction is going to be out with their torches and pitchforks, Dave. Well, they're going to How dare you give that man the goon of the night? You can't burn the goon of the night, though, baby. I, I, <laughs> you can't burn this right here, baby. That's all right there. This is for you, Billy. All for you, sir. Congratulations. Do you have any idea how many minutes this Highsmith guy played? Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, what did Marquette say? What did Marquette say? I'll just... I was just going to say, someone the other night called me Billy's illegitimate son, so I'm just happy my <laughs> father received this award tonight. On behalf of the Donovan family, I'm thrilled to accept this award on my father's case. Ah! And because of that, I'm, I'm going to make the trip down to the milk bar and uh, grab a pack of Tim Tams to celebrate. <laughs> to nice. So, uh, I'm thrilled with this selection, David. Very well done. Tim Tams slam for you, Mark, maybe? I'll slam so many. Joe, Joe, I'm going to bring some Tim Tams over when I come over. We're going to slam so many Tim Tams. great. Tim Tams I, I prefer them in the there. freezer. I don't know what a Tim Tam it's is. Like, it's like the what Australian version of an Oreo. It's good. Okay. Cool. How about Haywood Highsmith tonight? The 26-year-old oh. from Wheeling Jesuit. Cool. Oh, what the oh, Haywood Highsmith. Dark horse on, for most man. improved player he of the year. Should, he, was a, he was a dark horse for both king of the game, goon <laughs> of the night, 41 minutes. The heat, man. I don't know if they had anybody else to Pat sub Riley, him. Bro. 41 minutes, four of four from beyond the arc. I mean, Pat Riley is insane. Forget about Cam Reddish. <laughs> Bring in Haywood Highsmith. Whoever Please whoever care. is on the heat and whoever they're looking at, that's who you need to be looking at if you're trying to fill out your bench. Because, dude, I was lost. I was like, how, he's starting? 
who is this dude? And I was like, watch. And I told you, man, I said, watch, he going to ball. I was like, why? I don't even Miami know. Miami finds gems in the most random of places. Most random. They be in, like, including candy store. Ex-Bulls legend, Max Struess. Including Max Struess. All right. Uh, that's it. We are out of time. We will be oh. back tomorrow, pregame, 6 p.m., just like tonight. It's yeah. another 6.30 tip in Atlanta. Bulls looking for their second consecutive win and some revenge Woo. against the Hawks. Mark, will you be joining us for postgame tomorrow night or no? No, no, unfortunately not. I've, I've got to get some Zs. Uh, Alex Mel- Melville here in the comments has been commenting on my, my looks of, uh, throughout the postgame. So uh, <laughs> I need to get some sleep, apparently. But um, no, hopefully hopefully the Bulls will get a win tomorrow. Hopefully you guys have a fun show. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, eh? Right on. Sure. Well, we will talk to you next time. Everybody, make sure you're following Mark on Twitter at MK Hoops for all of his Bulls takes yeah. and read his stuff, allchgo.com. Follow Big Dave at BOW, BWL Sports. Joey, our producer, is at Joey Spathis on Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Chicago time, second half of the back-to-back Bulls-Hawks pregame. We will see you there. For Mark, Joey, Big Dave, Peck, appreciate you all. Hit that thumbs up. See you right, be good. Billy Donovan! <laughs> <laughs>